In today's episode, we're talking about how you can get clients for your social media business when you have hardly any followers on social media. You're listening to JFDI with the two Lauras. This is the weekly podcast where the two of us chat about all things related to building a business as a freelancer. And every week we share tips, advice and inspiration about business, marketing and social media to help you build a business that fits around your lifestyle and family, but also pays you well. In today's episode, we're talking about how you can win some clients, even if you only have a small audience. These days, saying something on social media just doesn't cut it because no one sees all of your content. So there's huge power in repeating yourself. But repeating and repurposing your content doesn't mean publishing the same post or saying the same message multiple times. It means using different content formats to say the same thing, which can be really hard. So we've put together the ultimate guide to remixing your content to help you to reuse your best content really quickly and help your audience really understand how you can help them. Because when you do that, you can position yourself as an expert and you can win more clients. To get our ultimate guide to remixing your content for free today, just go to thetwolauras.com forward slash ultimate. That's thetwolauras.com forward slash ultimate. Okay, on with today's episode. So we're talking all about how you can get clients when you have hardly any followers. And this is a problem that we have people come to us a lot with. So I think let's just talk about how you don't need a lot of followers. And I just want to say like the whole followers thing drives me Mm. nuts because we're trying to build a business here, not a cult. (laughs) We don't need a cult full of followers. We're trying to build a business. So that's my first key takeaway. Yeah. Don't build a cult. You're not somebody who is trying to sell millions of products and it's a one-time purchase like no where you don't even have repeat customs so there I totally get it and if you are then audience is important but audience size for social media managers just seems to be this huge block and I get it like you think oh well hang on no one's gonna hire me I've only got 150 followers or 300 followers or whatever but the short and sharp answer to that is you don't need 300 clients you need probably three, four, it depends obviously how much time you've got available and how much money you want to make, I guess. But, you know, two, three, four, five maybe clients. If you charge well, that is more than enough to have a really comfortable, nice life. And I appreciate yeah. that it's going to be different to everybody. But so you don't need a huge audience. So that just, you just need to, anybody who says, oh, why should I hire you? You don't name followers. You just say, because I don't need them. You don't mm. need I think there's a lot of people out there who are teaching social media managers that they need to grow these massive audiences for their business, but they forget. They forget what you've just said to start with, but they also forget that when you grow a huge audience, basically get an audience of a load of random people who are never going to hire a social media manager. You know, like if we were growing a massive audience... There's not, there's not enough social media managers on the planet for us to have a million followers. Yeah. Maybe there are, but uh, you know, they're just, it's not realistic because we want to keep our audience specific so that our messaging is specific and speaks to the right people. And when you've got a whole huge audience, your message is never going to land right with all of them. So what's the point in getting them to follow you in the first place? And I see this all the time where people share those bloody reels going, this audio is 
going viral it's like it's only going viral because you're saying it's going viral like yeah yeah because your particular reel is going it's just so annoying and it's like yeah people share loads of canva hacks because canva hacks do well on reels it's like canva hacks is not going to attract a good high-paying client come on yeah you know you're just gonna attract people who are doing it for themselves yeah it's just so annoying that People are trying to find these kind of hacks and quick wins to grow massive audiences. But it's actually, you just need to call it out and say, if you don't want to work with me because I don't have 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers or whatever it is, then fuck off. Like, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> like, it's just... Put that in your email. I Like, I get it. Like, I never forget. When I first started and I didn't have any clients, I was determined, because I had nothing else to be doing with my time, to grow an Instagram following. But I never wanted hundreds of thousands of followers, ever. Like, I had, at the time, my eyes were set on, it. maybe if I could try and get to 10K so I could get the swipe up. And obviously, mm. that isn't even a thing. Oh, thank God we don't need yeah, that I anymore. I know, and as soon as that was the thing, I lost all motivation for any further growth. <laughs> So I, I get you have to have an audience. You've got to have people around you to to buy. But but you don't have to set your side. Having a small audience is not a reflection on your skills as a social media marketer. And you just need to kind of own that. In some ways, having a small audience is a massive benefit because you can get to know your audience really well. You can have better conversations with people who are in your audience because you've got time to nurture those people you know that they're following you for the right reasons and you're just really clear. And also like imposter syndrome comes when you've got so many followers, you don't know what to give them because they're all really random. Then you start thinking, oh my God, what the hell am I going to post? That's where imposter syndrome kind of strikes and you think you're really crap at your job. Yeah. So you just, you know, there's so many benefits in having a small audience, yeah. but they need to be the right audience. Like we've hired people to help us with our social media in the past over the years and but their audience size has never come into question it's the what comes into question is the quality of their content and yeah you know it's not even about what engagement they got I don't even think that will have factored into our if it did it was subconscious but it's about like is it can they create good quality content so I think we should all just be focusing on that but that's not to say you've got a small audience what can we do to actually find a client? Because if you've got an audience of, say, 150, 200, 300 people and no one's interested, what can we do? So what steps can we take for you to find a client? Because I promise you, you do not need hundreds of thousands of followers to find your first client. So number one, well, I originally wrote down Facebook groups, but actually it's not just Facebook anymore like that's how we or certainly you Laura found your clients in the early days but there's groups everywhere now you've got LinkedIn groups you've got Slack groups you've got communities yeah like circle communities and all sorts yeah so it's not just Facebook groups so if I do keep referring to Facebook groups I don't just mean Facebook groups it's that wider kind of communities on various platforms that you might find useful to position Mm. yourself so do you just want to Tell us about how you used to use groups as a way to find clients. Yes. So I used to really annoy Laura Davis. <laughs> when I was in Facebook groups. Used to. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm a massive Facebook fan. Like I'm probably showing my age, whatever. But I like Facebook still. And Facebook groups for me were a really useful place to find clients because I used to be in the groups where 
there would be people hanging out who were there for business reasons, right? So I wouldn't be in like the local selling groups or any of those kind of groups. I'd be in groups where people are in there for, I don't know, like copywriting tips or PR tips or whatever it is. And I would turn on notifications for the groups where I knew that my kind of ideal clients or people who would potentially hire me would be hanging out. And and I could do this because I wasn't at capacity. I had plenty of time. And if you haven't got any clients, you've got time to do this. So you turn on notifications in those groups, those communities, wherever it is that you are. And as Laura said, I was specifically talking about Facebook groups, but this can work anywhere. And as soon as I got a, a ping that somebody had posted, I would go and see what they'd posted, if it was useful or, you know, if, they, if I had something to contribute, I would go and comment on it. And that doesn't mean that that post was about social media or asking a question about social media. It could have been asking me about anything. But if I was being useful and helpful, then I would kind of show up as that person. That's how you become known, by becoming useful and helpful. So I would always do that. And I would always try to be the first person to reply because the first person, if you keep seeing them, you're like, who is this person? And then you go and investigate and see what they're doing. And so you need to make sure that you've got your profile, wherever it is, really kind of optimized to say what you're doing, who you help and all of that stuff. And you've got links to all your socials. And so that's what I would do. And I, so Laura would then come in these groups, see if there's any posts that she'd comment on. And I would always be there already. which <laughs> should really annoy her. So, be, But being first, there's massive benefit in being first if you can. That's why you would t- turn on notifications. And when this becomes overwhelming because you're busy, you just turn them off again. Like this isn't a long-term thing. You don't have to have notifications on for the rest of your life. I don't have them on now. Yeah. And I think that's what people kind of, they're like, oh my God, no, I have enough notifications as it is. Well, be strategic with the ones that you pay attention to. Um, Cause I think that can really help. But don't go into these groups and start being the old Spamela Anderson. This is how I help. This is what I do. You know, we're not doing that. We're just being useful and helpful in those groups. And, you know, you can even kind of spot those people who are being too useful and helpful in a spammy way, right? They're like, here's some great tips for you for your social media today. No one asked. I know. We, <laughs> no asked we get those in the hub, don't we? We just decline. Yeah. We just decline them all. Yeah, like, delete. No one needs decline that kind delete. of. So you want to be kind of, just have a bit of respect for the group owner. Don't go into the group o- groups of your competitors. Like that's not nice. Go into the groups where the person who's running the group is, it aligns with what you do, but they don't do what you do. And never try and steal that person's audience because they've spent time building that group. You are not entitled to that group. You're not entitled to go and post in there. You're not entitled to go and take that audience away, but you can go and be helpful and useful. Yeah, you can complement that group by being a really valued member of that group. You know, we have people who are really, really helpful. They share loads of insights. So we don't mind it if they then someone says, oh, can I hire you? We're like, well, yeah, because Mm. they've built that reputation. But yeah, we would have a totally different feeling if it was a Spamler Anderson. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, so groups are a great way to just, it's, it's, all of this is about building relationships, isn't it? And that was kind of my second point, but I guess it kind of, it overarches all of it in that, like when we don't have a big audience, so we don't have an audience that we can just talk at, <laughs> like if you envisage standing on a stage, like if you have no audience and no one's going to come and watch you standing on a stage, then you're obviously talking to nobody. So what you would do is get off that stage and go and walk into the foyer where all the people are hanging out and you would go and speak to them and you would go and build those relationships. And it's so easy for us to do that. Like, and if you think back when I had my previous business, if I wanted to like network, I'd have had to have gone to like a networking event, which is just, it just fills me with 
well, no joy whatsoever. Like, it's just not my thing. And I know lots of people like networking events. They like to see and touch people. And that's fine. But, oh. <laughs> but that's just not my thing. So if you want to, so either way, you want to build relationships, whether it's in person, that's entirely up to you, or whether it's online is equally valid. Like, no, neither is better. And I have built a very successful business without seeing and touching people like I can do you can do that online (laughs) I don't think you need to touch people to be a social media manager thankfully (laughs) so that's a whole different job by touching I'm meaning like shaking of a hand a hug maybe okay good not like inappropriate touching although I have done that at networking events one one of our (laughs) one of our members Anita if she's listening her sticky badge was falling off so I pushed it back down and it was on her breast and like I did have to clarify that I was (laughs) like I was like oh my god this is a nightmare did she pay extra for that (laughs) no she did not but she was lovely about it so yes anyway we digress so but it's about building relationships isn't it so just think how can I do that you just got to be a bit more proactive so going into a Facebook group is and being helpful and useful and doing it in the right way that is proactive it might not give you overnight success you're not necessarily going to find a client the next day, you know, but you've got to start the legwork. Nothing is going to just suddenly, you know, you might be lucky. You might be able to give someone a bit of advice in a in a Facebook group and the next day they say, oh, can you be my social media manager? Brilliant. Like, but we just need to manage expectations here. But you can also be doing this on social, in DMs, like messaging people. But when I say that, I mean it in a non-spammy cold pitching way I am not saying go to a small business and message them going hey I'm a social media expert do you want me to help you like I'm not like they are the quickest messages we delete like even if it's a nice person and not like some botty one delete like I just can't bear don't even just delete them I block them (laughs) okay that's what we do like I (laughs) like I can't bear it it's like when people knock on my door I instantly get a guard up even if it's a charity yeah. I'm sorry but I just like no you don't come to my home and ask yeah stuff of me if I want to give to charity which I do I will do that to who I choose and I will go and do my yeah. research don't come to me and it's like when people come and sell shit on your front door not that really people do that anymore but I just don't like it. I instantly get a guard up and I'm like, go away. And it's the same in my DMs. That's like my front door. I don't want people to come and sell to me and tell me, especially when they're telling me, do you need help with your social media? Like, I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? (laughs) It just just really (laughs) gets on my nerves. So that is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about cold pitching and, and sliding into people's DMs. We're just talking about being human and having human conversations so how do we do that how can we do that without sliding into a dm going hi i'm a social media manager like what should the dm say to me i think the easiest way to get into dms is by replying to stories yeah or maybe kind of responding to a post and but i might do that in dm saying look i saw your post today this blah, 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 blah. So whatever the stories are, but it's not necessarily work related, which I think is really important. Yeah. yeah. And it does depend a little bit on the types of businesses that you're interested in working with. You know, are you essentially just going to be chatting with another social media manager? There is that kind of to bear in mind. You're kind of wanting, you need to 
figure that out for yourself. But like, I spent years, not years, probably six months chatting with this woman in my DMs about gin. Like I followed her. She was in my niche, followed her, a successful business owner. She would talk about gin. I would reply, I think, I think it started because she shared her favorite gin. And I said, oh, that's my favorite gin. But if you like that, you'll also like this. And we got into a whole conversation about gin. And then I, if you followed me for a long time, I used to have a gin rainbow, which was a shelf of lots of different gins in a rainbow colors. So I used to have a lot of conversations with people about gin. So she used to reply when I used to add to my rainbow. And yeah, so that's, and we just used to talk about gin. Like, yes, she was in my niche. And yes, occasionally she might ask me a social media based question and I'd reply. But we just built a relationship. It turns out she is the wife to my now most long-term, probably not best playing, but you know, in terms of longevity, better playing client. And as soon as he said he needed help with social media, she was like, I know who you need. And it's not because I proved myself as being, you know, yes, she'll have seen my content that I'll have been putting out on my grid. But most importantly, we've built a relationship. She knew that we had the personalities that would work with her husband and to a degree her, like she's involved in that business. And and I think that speaks volumes. If you can try to get that the personalities aligned. So, and that's why I still am with that client now because we get on. We have mm. similar use of bad language, you know, all these kind of things. It's not about your skill. It's and what you're, I'm the best social media manager. You've got to hire me. It's about just being a person and having a conversation. So in answer to your question, which was a really long answer. It was so long ago. I can't remember what the question was. The question is, how do we actually get into people's DMs? So I oh, yes, that like, question. reply to stories, but don't reply to stories where I can help you. It's just reply to stories going, no. oh, that's a really, can you tell me where you got that jumper from? Or, oh my God, mm. I love that you went to that theme park. Where is it? Or was it really busy? Or just whatever they have shared yeah. or or just be really complimentary about their product or just say, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to buy this as a present if you mean that. You know, it's just mm. about having conversation. Like if you think back to what social media is all about, it is all about connections. It's about having conversations. And I know I sound like a complete wanker saying that, but it is, isn't it? And that's how, if I think back to the large majority of my clients, the, certainly the ones that lasted were clients that found me and I built a bit of a relationship with them, some in various degrees. The clients that came and went were clients that probably just found me on Google, hired me, we didn't have any relationship with, I didn't like them, they didn't like me, one or the other, and that relationship ended. So I do think that relationship building is something that we just totally take for granted. And a lot of that is happening in people's DMs. And you kind of look at your competitors and other social media managers and, well, they're just doing what I'm doing. They're posting two or three times a a week or they're sharing similar value-based content, but you don't know what's happening in those DMs. You don't know what's happening in WhatsApp groups. You don't necessarily know what's happening in Facebook groups, even if you're in them, because you don't necessarily see all the comments everybody makes on everybody's posts. So it's like you're only seeing that very top level front facing part of their strategy. Yeah, you're you're seeing their shop window. You're not seeing the back end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. But talking of your shop window, even if you don't have followers, I do think it's really important that you continue to try and bring them to you, continue to try to build that audience of the right people. Don't you agree? hundred percent. If you're going to do the two things you need to be doing, if you haven't really got an audience is be proactive. 
So go and have conversations with people, build relationships in groups, in DMs, wherever that may be. And the second thing is to continue to grow your audience. Don't just think, oh, hang on, the Laura said I can go and find clients in groups. I'm going to like ignore my social media and go and just hang out in groups. That's not what we're saying. You've got to continue because, you know, audience is important. And as your business grows and you may want to do more things like you might want to start selling like a a course or you might want to do memberships or you might want to do lots of smaller low ticket products you will need a bigger audience for that like we said right at the start of the podcast you know it does depend a little bit but if you're just looking for social media management or ads management clients for example you don't need masses of an audience but when you start to sell at more of a one-to-many, like more and scale that, you obviously do need a bigger audience. So don't kick yourself and think, oh, I wish I'd actually continued to grow my audience two years ago when I first got my clients. Like that should be part of your weekly life forever more, amen. You know, it's got to be part of what you do. And the whole time that you're building these relationships with these people in the Facebook groups, or the messages, whatever, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go over to your socials. They're going to check you out. Yeah. And if you're not posting, they're like, well, what kind of social media manager doesn't post on their own socials? Exactly. It doesn't look good for you. So it's all about positioning as well as being building those relationships. It's making you look good, making you look knowledgeable and like an expert and that you can actually do the job. Yeah, and just need to be a bit strategic about what it is you're posting on social media. So if you're wanting to grow your audience, you need to reach more people. So reach is 100% your needs to be your objective. So you'll want to be creating reels. You'll want to be creating shareable content. You'll want to be creating content that is discoverable. So you'll want to be really clear on SEO and what keywords you should be using. You'll want to be knowing what hashtags you're using, depending on which platforms obviously you're using. You know, there's all of these things. What is going to make my content stand out in an explore feed on Instagram? All of those things are really, really valid and essential if you're wanting to grow your audience. It's not about what you're sharing on stories because stories are only seen by your current audience. It's not just about what you put on the grid to try to convert your current audience. It's about how am I going to reach more people? And that should be paramount, like the top thing for your social media strategy is getting in front of more people. Are there people that I could be aligned with? Who are the influencers in my niche that I could maybe try to do some collaborative work with? All of these conversations are things that you need to be having and creating a plan for. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of this we cover, well, all of this we cover in the Social Media Managers Toolkit. If you need help to learn how you can kind of market your business and what kind of content to create for your business and for your clients as well, um, definitely check out the toolkit because that includes our Social Proof program, which is our psychology-driven social media marketing program, which will help you with all of those different phases of marketing. So from the building the visibility, like Laura's just been saying, and getting the reach, getting new people over to you, into building the relationships with those followers so that you can then eventually go and sell to them. And it will help you to go through all of that and also to build a launch into your marketing so that when you've got the right people in your audience, you can sell to them, Uh, whether it's your social media management services or power hours, or if you're scaling and you're looking at selling a course or anything like that, you will have all of that knowledge and all of that expertise to be able to go and do that. So if you want to go and check that out, that's the twolauras.com forward slash toolkit, but we'll also put the link for that in our show notes. And you can also obviously learn how to use ads in the toolkit because that will help you to reach more people. If you do want to grow that audience, that's a great way to grow your audience is by running ads, bringing people into your business. You could, you know, grow an email list of people using ads so you can then communicate 
to potential clients via email as well. There's so many different things that you can do in order to be able to build an audience and, you know, get clients that don't involve cold pitching. We are not about that at all. uh -uh -uh. That just fills me with dread. No way. No way, Jose. Agree. Awesome. Okay, well, we will be back same time, same place next week. We will see you then. Au revoir. Toodaloo.